0: On this episode of Bantam Milk Podcast, Ryan, not Nick, and I talk all about Andor episode eight. And believe you me, you want to have your shoes on for this one. <laughs>
1: ba-bum, ba-bum,
0: ba-bum, intro ba-bum, intro ba-bum. music. Wait, that's not it. What? <laughs> He's no good to meet Dad. <laughs> intro ba-bum, music. Ba-bum, <laughs> my ba-bum, intro ba-bum, music. Ba-bum, <laughs> bounty hunting is a complicated profession yes it is ryan's back everybody say hi to ryan
1: hi Hi guys
0: yay all right so ryan is here i am here nick is still doing daddy duty he'll be here one of these days he promises oh
1: that daddy duty it'll get you
0: it'll get you it'll get you all right and uh ryan i think one of these days is your little fella sleeping right now or is he wide awake
1: uh, he... When I last I left him, he was sleeping. Okay.
0: Well, if he's ever wide awake when we're doing a show, feel free to bring him in and bounce him around <laughs> on your leg a little bit and be like, look, you're on TV. that's uh, good. I would do that, but mine's in, away at college, and he wouldn't appreciate it very much anymore anyway. So at least your little guy <laughs> will enjoy it. Uh, yep. So Ryan is here. I am Rob, and we are back with another episode of Bantha Milk Podcast uh, here on the Ears Up Network. You know, I feel like we're the only ones that plug all the shows on a consistent basis and plug them in the beginning of the show when people actually listen. The <laughs> Taco Supreme guys, they wait till the very end if they remember to, and they're like, oh, yeah, don't forget to check out the other shows. And they, I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. They list all of their shows first, and then they go, oh, and those uh, Star Wars guys, whatever they are. Um, well, but,
1: uh, yeah, and they make up the majority of the network right now. So. They do.
0: I know. E- Eric is <laughs> like four sixths of the network right now he's like uh that would be uh two thirds for those of you good at math um but yeah he's on like every single show so they sure do take up most of the network but good for him it's i think i think they're renaming it the eric up network yeah i
1: i don't think i could do it Uh, that's that's so much so much time
0: yeah and it's not even like his real job his real job is being a very important professional too uh, yeah, he's out
1: being a scientistian. In, yeah,
0: in his off time. in his off time, you know, the one that actually pays him all his money. He has, like, 12 jobs. He's, he's, he's impressive. I give him a lot of credit. So, yeah, so Ears Up is our parent uh, show. They're the ones that get the most listeners, so ears with a Z. Ears Up, they talk about Disney stuff. Those other guys that I talked about, Taco Supreme Resort, they, uh, they do rundown of show versus show, uh, park versus park. I like their last episode. It was pretty funny. Dan found all these like clickbaity articles and they had to try and figure out what they were like top five secrets that you don't know in Disney World. <laughs> and the one that, you know, you thought it was going to be, which was the uh, basketball net in the Matterhorn wasn't even one of them. It was uh, a <laughs> it was pretty funny. They were like tearing it apart. They're like, come on, this is the exact opposite of what we came up with on our show. But anyway, so those guys uh, ears up in depth where they do Star w- or Star Wars, where they do Disney news. Um, they did
1: Star Wars news last night.
0: Did they? I I, yep. I listened yeah, we'll to talk, it on we'll this
1: probably talk about it in Star Wars news, but yeah. Okay. Well I if I don't hit true. it
0: then you hit it because uh, I wanna know what they had to say. And then um what's the other one? The uh Scraping the ball. Scraping bolt. the ball. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. I like that one. And then there's us, Bantham Milk Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook at Banthamilk Podcast. Email us at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. If you want Bantham Milk stickers, we have them. You can send us an email and I'll mail them out to you. To my address. Yes, that. I have to send you some. I was thinking, you know, the co host should have some stickers. So, yes, I have to get <laughs> some to Ryan. He's going to plaster them all over Colorado. Swag. We have swag on our website, banthamilkpodcast.com. I'm wearing one of the shirts underneath my Phillies. It's not the official Phillies jersey. It's, I don't know. It's like a blocky Phillies, but they're in the World Series, baby. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, I hope you beat the Astros because, man, I hate the Astros yes. as a Dodgers fan.
0: And <laughs> uh, as a Dodgers fan. And, I mean, the Astros, I don't know how people. How they get away with it, like, they got caught in the worst cheating scandal in the last 50 years, and people are like, that's cool. Like, if it was the Yankees or the Dodgers or something like that, it would have just been, like, everybody. they would have been hating them for months. Like, people would be egging their houses and all this stuff, you know, like, whatever, like, they look for reasons to hate the teams that always win. And when the Astros get caught winning the World Series, no less cheating, like everybody thought like every pitcher was going to be thrown at the batters and there wasn't one like they were just like don't do it okay
1: I Saw i saw this week uh gritty was at the, <laughs> the game with a trash can okay the astros logo on it nice yeah gritty is
0: awesome <laughs> gritty is for those of you that don't know gritty is the flyers mascot and he is the biggest scariest looking thing ever he's this giant <laughs> orange muppet but it's like uh uh, what's it's a terrifying it? Muppet. Yeah. yeah, what's uh what's yeah. is his name? Um, the the original giant Muppet from the Muppet Show is like Smoopies or or oh, Snookums. He, Snookums Snookums. He's kind of like yeah. Snookums in a way that he's just a monster and like scary but lovable at the same time, and that's <laughs> the way Gritty is. Gritty's the same way, so. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a keeper for us. That's for sure. So yeah, so that's enough baseball stuff. He didn't come to listen to us talk about baseball. Oh, one other thing, Freestyle Watches. I became an ambassador for Freestyle Watches. Uh, I just bought a watch band, and they asked me to be an. They didn't even ask me. They just sent out this like generic carbon cop or, uh, generic email like, "Hey, be an ambassador." So I was like, <laughs> "Sure." So I'm an ambassador. If you, uh, it'll have it in our show notes. If you like freestyle watches, there are the shark watches. I don't know if they were big in Colorado or not, but when I was a kid, we had them and they were like, whatever, there's not big fancy ones that like they have now. But what they do have is you can get the shark bands, the freestyle bands for an Apple watch as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. like you can be nostalgic and an Apple watch all at the same time. So that's what I wound up getting. So I'll have a link in our show notes. And if you put in, I think it's like banthamilk Milk 10 as the code when you go to buy your freestyle watch or watch band, you get 10% off. So yeah. go ahead and check it out. That Heck being, yeah. that being sorry, <laughs> I no, told good. I told Ryan to stop me because I talk way too much. <laughs> and so now
1: he's... Before we move on past promos, yes. Uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon for Ears Up, you oh, yes. get to see more of my face. Yes. Because I'm on uh, The Walkabout, which is a Patreon-only show where we uh, dive into the depths of YouTube.
0: There you go. Um,
1: it's not regular enough for me to say when it's going to be, I'm pretty sure we're doing it tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you, if you get on the ears up Patreon, you get to see more of my face. So ears Uh, up Patreon,
0: that's ears with a Z ears up, uh, podcast on Patreon. And then I think that, is that at the $5 level? I think
1: I believe, I believe so. I believe access to watch it is at the $5.
0: So at the $5 level, you subscribe to be a, a $5 level, uh, supporter and then you can see ryan's real show the walkabout that's he started that one created it so check that out on patreon only that's a bonus show uh while we're doing that last bit of promos let's open up some bantam milk because i have my 21a yeah. coaster pills right here which i love it and i actually look forward to the shows now so that i can drink some coaster pills and nice. kind of like rub it in jason's face that i have some and he can't there what you are go. you drinking anything special tonight
1: uh not super special i went with a topo chico hard seltzer it's the tangy lemon lime it mostly just tastes like sprite
0: okay with a little uh, bit of a kick
1: yeah i i wanted to try and find something that uh i could put like gummy worms in oh. because of the episode but i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't think of, anything that of it
0: that would have been awesome i didn't even think of that that's <laughs> so funny yeah, with the worms, and then it was weird when they put it into the liquid. They just, like, exploded, basically. Like, yeah. did you notice that? So that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that was that's great of you to think of that. I, sh- I didn't even think of that. Darn it. <laughs> that would have been awesome. So we'll have to do, like, at the end of the season, a drink with gummy worms in it. So all of you okay. listeners out there, if you can think of some kind of a drink that we can make with gummy worms in it so that we can represent the... Uh, the Slug Snails. I forget what they called them.
1: Uh, it's in my notes. Yeah.
0: All right. When we get there, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, get we'll to it. we'll talk about it. Yeah. There we go. All right. Let's get <laughs> into the news, shall we?
1: Absolutely. Oh, Star Wars News.
0: Star Wars News. There we go. So I don't know if this is what they talked about on the show or not, but the Star Cruiser. Have you heard about this? Not sold out. No, um, oh, I did not. Yeah, no. they, they actually they were talking about it on In-Depth months ago, but um, okay. there was I was reading another article today where they're talking about it. For the rest of the year right now, the only two weeks that it's sold out are the last two weeks in December. So you can go anytime now, November, uh, all the way through until the last two weeks of December, the only two weeks that it's sold out. And as of the time the article was written, all the way through until August of next year, there's two days, May 17th and 18th are booked. So hmm. you can't go May 17th and 18th. Those two days are completely filled. Now, the only thing to this article that um, is uh, very, I don't want to say it's a false article, but it just says whether you can buy tickets or not. It doesn't tell you, how many rooms are available? So yeah.
1: So it, it. Yeah, and that's that's the catch, right? And, yeah. And that's, I think a lot of people have talked about that is like, this is a hundred room hotel, right? Um, if you know ninety of them are sold out, that's a ninety percent occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. That's for most hotels, especially high end hotels. That's a great occupancy. Yeah.
0: Rate. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Um, you don't necessarily always. I mean. I'm sure Disney would love to be sold out every, every time. Right. um, It's not always going to be. Um, I actually listened to another podcast. That's not on the network. Um, I know. How dare you? Oh my goodness. How dare I? I'm a (laughs) trader, but they're actually, it's like a big Disney parks. I forget what it, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but um, they're kind of, it's kind of one of the big, big name ones. And they're doing a trip. Where they have I think they've worked out a deal with Disney because they know exactly how many of the cabins on the Star Cruiser are booked for their weekend. Oh, okay. And they said it's all but like six. Okay. So there's at least one weekend out right. there. Right. That, that all but six are <laughs> that booked. All but six are booked.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like you you can go to the website and you can book any one of those dates, but you could be the last room, you know, or like exactly. you said, there could be ninety out of the hundred rooms could be booked. So it's a little deceiving and people like to make it seem worse than it is. If it is only twenty percent booked, then it's an issue. But if it's yeah. still ninety percent booked, Disney's not changing anything. You know, they're yeah. not gonna and it's outrageously priced, it's expensive. Would I do it? Me? Yes. If I went with a friend who was super hardcore into Star Wars as well. If Ryan and I went or Nick and I went, or you know, my wife wouldn't get anything out of it, especially not for the price. If I was going with somebody else who was really hardcore into it as well, it would be worth it to cosplay for two straight days as a Star Wars character. But for my family of four, it wouldn't be worth it because two of my family of four would be like, all right, we're going up to the cabin. We're going to take a nap. And I'm like, you don't understand how much that nap is costing us right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you need to go to the Years Up Patreon to Mm -hmm. send Rob and Ryan to the... (laughs) That's right. Sign up
0: for Patreon, and uh, and then <laughs> they'll send us on the trip, and we'll tell you all about it. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Have you played this game? Uh, I've played some of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's funny. My son bought it f- for us the day it came out on his Switch, and I haven't played it once. And I've played, oh. I've played all the other Lego movies, games, every single one of them. Jurassic Park, Star Wars, uh, Batman. Marvel, all of them, all, all three different versions of the Star Wars games leading up to this one. I played every single one, and this one, I couldn't wait to play it. I was like, you have to get it. You have to get it. He got it. I was like, all eh, right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but whatever. Is that how life happens? That, yeah, you know, it's so weird. But they have a an expansion pack coming out where you can add 30 new characters into the saga. Cashin and Andor will be there. Riva will be there. And nice. Captain Rex, to name a few of the thirty. Now they, I couldn't. They did release a, uh, a trailer which had like all of them in it, and I'm pretty sure Thrawn's in it as well. Which is the only oh, reason cool. that I would get it would just be for Thrawn because I think he's so much fun. <laughs> but yeah, so if you play it and you're still enjoying playing it with all the different characters and stuff, and you haven't completed every single, uh, gotten every single red brick and every single ten x twenty x thirty x fifty x all those. <laughs> Then you can now do it with thirty new characters as well. Uh, there's a new Mandalorian comic book. Um, we talked before about comics and how we both like, kind of like them, but never like fully got into them. Um, you have yeah. boxes of them, right? Don't you, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. You have boxes, boxes and boxes. Boxes. Yeah, because your friend owns a comic book store. Yep. Um, so yeah, so there's a new one. Uh, it looks neat. Like I said before, the comic book store is just far enough away that I don't feel like driving out there to go get it. But if you're into the comics, there's a new one. And this was a fun one. So did you watch Tales of the Jedi?
1: I did, yes.
0: Okay. Did you notice who the voice of Yaddle was?
1: Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce
0: Dallas Howard, yeah. So that was pretty neat, that Bryce Dallas Howard, who has directed many episodes of The Mandalorian... Um, and other, I think she did a couple of Book of Boba Fets as well. Um, I think you're right, yeah. So they, they brought her on to be the voice of Yattle, which was pretty cool. And there was an yeah. article where uh, Dave Filoni was like, she's such a pure and honest person. She was the best person that I could think of to be the be the voice of yattle who was also such a pure and honest and, per- and if you watch the episodes, just... Good all the way to the end, fighting evil all the way to the end. So it was pretty cool. So those are the articles that I found briefly. What the, were they talking about on In-Depth?
1: Uh, so on In-Depth, uh, the conversation was around... I don't know where the report came from for sure, um, but there was a report that came out where basically Disney told uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the head of the, the Lucasfilm uh-huh. Studios... Uh, essentially shut up <laughs> uh they were like so and i didn't realize this until i was listening to in depth there has not been a live-action star wars film released since rise of skywalker and i i i knew that but didn't put it together okay
0: right, right.
1: there have been some announced that were supposed to have come out yeah and a lot of them kind of got... like Go ahead. Getting canceled yeah. or like yeah, or or stuck like Taika Wattiti's movies that he's supposed to be making haven't even been written yet. Right. Um there was the Rogue Squadron movie that has gotten canceled. Mm-hmm. And so basically Disney was like, Until you have stuff on film, stop saying anything <laughs> okay
0: i like it i like it because she's been i guess has she been saying like we're gonna do all this stuff but then nothing ever comes of it
1: yeah cause okay. they're making a lot of announcements at like whether it's star wars celebration or d23 yeah. or, or whatever they're making these big announcements that's you know until like this d23 where there really was no star wars announcements
0: right yeah it was pretty um, pretty weak for star wars stuff
1: and so you you know it was kind of one of those things of like quit quit giving your fans stuff that isn't going to actually come out. Like let's actually settle on it. Let's only announce the stuff that is confirmed actually going to come.
0: I like that because there's, there's like anytime, like on any websites it always has, you know, unnamed blank star Wars movie and another unnamed blank star Wars movie. And it's like, you can't just keep saying, Oh, this person's going to make a star Wars movie and then never do it. You know? So I like that. I'm happy that they, they told her like to come out with something either factual, either truth, like all the way, or don't don't say anything at all. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, and it'll be good because I think it's so funny. Everybody complains about, oh, I'm, there's so much Star Wars stuff, which really there isn't that much. I no. mean, there's, there's a lot of shows and stuff, right. right? Obviously, two shows dropped at the same time yesterday. Yeah. Um, but... From like a, a movie standpoint, there's really not that much.
0: Um, no, not out, at all. So. and the Rise of Skywalker was in 2019, and it's now 2022. So it's been three years since anything has come out in the movie yeah. theater, anyway. I do like the TV format that we're getting on Disney Plus because I do like the fact that the shows can give you more detail. Then you would get in an hour and a half to two hour movie. I agree.
1: So, I agree. I like the format a lot. It's working really well for Andor. Yeah. Obviously, that's the main topic of our of our episode here. But um, I also, you know, there the other Star Wars news piece that I saw. So I saw two other Star Wars news things. Um, one was that Star Wars is being accused, like Lucasfilm is being accused of using online review bots to try and boost some of their reviews um and it's particularly about tales of the jedi okay basically they're trying to boost the visibility of it and stuff and and so i was reading you know there's not a great internet reaction right now it's not necessarily bad but it's just kind of middle of the road sure for, for tales of the jedi but i think tales of the jedi is a really good format to tell some in between stories i i really enjoyed it i liked what it was, because it it kind of told you what was happening with some characters at the same time as things in the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was like, definitely. I didn't some... realize
1: Dooku was still in the temple all the way up until
0: until we finally see him as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He, I thought he had gone down the bad guy route a lot earlier. A lot earlier. That. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I, I think the the Tales of the Jedi is an interesting format, and I, and I hope that they don't get really bad reviews, because I, I think there's some cool stories they can tell through that, too.
0: Right. And um, I have a... a I do want to talk about that a little bit. Um, okay. We don't need to do a full recap on it, because we'll be here for two and a half hours, and <laughs> you have you have a child at home that wants your attention at some point tonight. So I'm not going to keep you forever, but, uh, but we can uh, run down that Tales of the Jedi real fast. Uh, it was... Six episodes, but the episodes were very short, which I don't understand the purpose of. If you're going to release all six at once, don't release six 15-minute episodes, which have five minutes of credits at the end of each one, which really makes them like 10 to 12-minute episodes, and opening credits that you can skip over every single time. I, like I was watching that yesterday, and then today, after I re-watched Andor to get my notes, um, I was watching The Cars Road Trip. Um, which is also like little shorts, just like it. And it was the same thing. It was like, so annoying because it's like, it's cute that like when I, even like SpongeBob, take SpongeBob, for example, it's a half hour show, but they always have like two different storylines. They'll have two, you know, 12 minute stories there. And then when they go to a commercial, they'll come back and it'll be a different episode. I would have preferred that than having to see and fast forward through the opening credits every single 10 minutes um, and skipping through the credits every single 10 minutes. Like I, I I get it, but at the same time, it's super annoying that they're, that they're short little clips that they're shorts. um, Yeah. It
1: would have been kind of cool to, to like even use the SpongeBob format. Right. And that's a pretty common cartoon format. If I you know, from my childhood, as I remember is like, you do one story and then the other and it would have been kind of cool if they had done that where it was like because because the two stories you follow are Dooku and uh, Ah, Ah, Ahsoka and I think if you did like the Ahsoka story and then the Dooku story Mm -hmm. and then kind of just did three episodes of that yeah uh, where you kind of combined them that would have been really cool or you could have just dropped two 45 minute you know short movies or whatever you want to call them right and just combined all three episodes of each story together.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was very confused as to why they did it the way they did it. Um, I was also con- shocked that they released all six of them at the same time. And then I was like, is there going to be more to this? But it pretty much like wrapped itself up at the end there because it, the three about Ahsoka started the first episode. She was a baby. And then she grows into the Ahsoka that we know. She's like training And they're teaching her how to be be a better fighter. And then we have the three Doku stories where we find out why, basically, he goes to the dark side. And um, it's very similar in the way of Anakin, where I feel Anakin went to the dark side because he wanted to make things better. So he was tricked into thinking that to make things better, go to the dark side. Um, this is how, this is how you make things better because you'll make people agree with you. And Doku was kind of the same thing. Like he was getting tired of like things not working right. So he was like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be and whatever. So they were cool. I did like it. Um, it was a slower pace. I was really hoping, I thought for sure there was going to be a whole bunch of Jedi laser, uh, laser tags, um, lightsaber stuff. I thought there was going to be a lot of lightsaber stuff, a lot of really, really intense, lightsaber battles and things like that and there wasn't there was enough i mean ahsoka had her had her lightsaber out a lot but there wasn't as what i was expecting dave filoni said that the slower pace of the show is due to the study of uh, the japanese filmmaker hayo miziki and i'm probably oh, saying miyazaki. that wrong. miyazaki yeah so he really loved hayo miyazaki's movies and he wanted to make this style very similar to that so it yeah. is a little bit slower paced the way those Japanese movies are. Um yeah. Haya, Haya Miz, Miyazaki's movies. So that's if, if you're expecting a lot of high pace, a lot of a uh, lot of dialogue, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's just a lot of like slow action. It was neat. I liked it. Yeah, um,
1: I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Uh you know, canonizing Yattle was cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did um, see Yattle. It was weird to see anything but red come out of the curved uh, right. lightsaber hilt. <laughs> yeah,
0: out of Doku's lightsaber. And we saw um, two different, like an age jump of Qui-Gon. Yeah. So I was confused as to who the first person was. And then when he called him Qui-Gon, I was like, oh, that's a younger Qui-Gon. Okay. And then the next episode, he's back with in his normal looking like, I forget who the actor is who played him in the movies, but... Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yeah, but an animated version of Liam Neeson with his voice, which was cool. He was he did the real voice. Did Um, he really? Yeah, he was. It was his voice in that. Um, so it was pretty cool. Good, I liked it. Uh, Yeah, and
1: you got to see. Um, you also got to see what's his name from Rebels, Caleb Doom is what who he was known as at the time. Right in the temple, he was watching Ahsoka train.
0: Freddie Prince Jr. is the guy, the voice of it.
1: My wife and I were talking about it last night, too, and we, we couldn't, like, I could say Caleb Doom. Right, and yes. That's, I mean, I guess that's who he was at that time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Check it out. It's, like you said, maybe 245 minutes, so hour and a half tops of all six episodes. So you can, you can definitely watch the whole thing pretty quickly. So definitely check that out. And then, uh, so I was looking up, uh, Kanan Jarrus is Caleb Dune's real name, Kanan Jarrus. I wanted to know how much viewers and stuff Andor was having. Because I like it, but I can also see people who aren't as invested in Star Wars as we are. The casual Star Wars fan who just wants to see lightsabers are going to watch this and go, there's no lightsabers in this? Forget about it. I don't want to watch it. So I was definitely interested to see how, what the viewership was. And in this one article from w, Inside the Magic... Oh, goodness. Yes. So I don't know. Take it with what it is. But <laughs> um, it said, In the latest published study, Nielsen reports, Star Wars, series Andor had a fair debut for Disney Plus with 624 million minutes of viewing for its first three episodes. Um, which seems like a lot, but it was way below the debut for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which had 1 billion plus minutes of viewing time. So 400 million more minutes of viewing time. Um, So take that for whatever it's worth. It seems like it's down, but it was also said that it was higher than the book of Boba Fett's 389 million. So it doubled Boba Fett's first three episodes but it was less than obi-wan kenobi and i think what that comes down to is the casual fan knows obi-wan kenobi yeah you know the casual fan wants to see obi-wan kenobi they want to see what he's up to the casual fan the person who didn't like rogue one isn't going to watch andor right because if you didn't like rogue one for what it was being a grittier darker movie than any of the other normal Star uh, Skywalker movies, Skywalker movies, yeah, yeah. Then you're not gonna want. You're gonna be like, why are they showing that? I didn't even like Rogue One. That was a dumb movie. Yeah. So if if you don't like Rogue One, you're not gonna like Andor. I do
1: think I do think Andor is gonna get a lot of non premiere traffic. Um. So I think I think there's gonna be a lot of going back and watching it. I know. You know, from from a few communities I'm in, there's there's some people who are saying, you know, this is the best, you know, this is the best Disney Star Wars content right thus far. Yep. Um, you know, this is the best Star Wars content that we've gotten since Disney acquired them. Um, inclu- and that includes three, mo- four, mo- five movies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a whole lot of cartoons and a whole lot of TV. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so, and I think also there's, it's such a saturated TV market. We've talked about it the last few weeks where, you know, Andor was Wednesday up until two weeks ago. Thursday was uh, She-Hulk. Friday was Lord of the Rings. Sunday was House of the Dragon. like It was just like, if you were into the fantasy sci-fi kind of realm, like there was something going on. And, And so I think you know i think andor is one of those things where like you could see it definitely getting that second wave where right. people get talking about it and they go back and watch it,
0: it, it kind of like uh nbc used to have a thing over the summer reruns over the summer if you didn't watch exactly. it the first time check it out now <laughs> and i think that's what it's going to be you're going to get a lot of people who now especially like now house of the dragon is done and like you said the uh the lord of the rings yeah. is done and stuff so now, as the rest of the shows start to wean off a little bit, then people, oh, I forgot all about that. And I have a couple of friends, and because of this, they won't listen to the podcast each weekly. They wind up listening to it much later on. <laughs> but they're like, I'm not going to watch it until the season's all done, and then I'll binge watch the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, I get that because you're used to Netflix shows where everything comes out at once. Hopefully it does because it is a really good show. And it, or, it truthfully is, and like, or, even
1: even not as a Star Wars yeah. fan. Like, obviously, we're Star Wars fans. Uh, to put it in uh, the words of Jason, you know, from Ears Up, if they wrote Star Wars on a wall, took a picture of it, and just played it on the screen for 30 minutes, I'd probably tell him to give it a chance. <laughs> <Right>. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still think that aside, I think it is a, a really, 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 really good. Just a good show.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, before we break that down, let's go to a quick commercial break. Oh, we got to talk about a couple more. Say Disney Plus a couple more times. So that way we have a no. Disney, Disney, Plus, Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. There we go. Now the commercial will be a Disney Plus commercial. All right. Check out this commercial. We'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. We are back.
1: Hey, Rob, you forgot to do your own social medias, I think.
0: Oh, well, then let's do that now. So check us out, <laughs> Bantha Milk Podcast on uh, Facebook. Twitter is just Bantha Milk. Instagram is Bantha Milk Podcast. Uh, we are on TikTok. I think it's Bantha Milk Podcast on TikTok. Hold on. Where did my phone go? There it is, way down there. Ugh. I have a TikTok account. I've never posted anything. Maybe I'll do that right after the show because I'll put one where my... Mandalorian helmet. Uh, let's see what my TikTok handle is. What that's what the kids say. <laughs> oh, now I'm watching some dumb TikTok. Uh, let's see. Profile. Yep, Bantha Milk Podcast on TikTok as well. There we Check go. Check us out on TikTok. TikTok TikTok. Um yeah, so there we go. I may be old, but I am hip, kids. I am <laughs> hip. Uh, and here on YouTube, just Google in and type in Bantha Milk Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us on there as well. Uh, so there we go. So we're gonna break down all of episode eight. Narcan? How do you say it? Narcan? Narcanian? Narcan? Narcan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I keep thinking of Narcan. Narcania. Narcania? I yeah. keep thinking like the uh, the drug that they have to sh- give you if you overdose. Um, yeah. Narcan five. Uh, Narcan five. All right. So this <laughs> this episode had twenty um, something scenes because. They just kept clicking back and forth and back and forth and back. 23 scenes because there really was only four scenes, but they yeah. just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it's like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, I thought about you while I was watching. I was like, man, poor Rob is, is going to be over there furiously taking notes <laughs> yes. trying to, to get all the quick cuts
0: in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. it was, cause the, And some of them were like five seconds. It was like, like scene one. Cashin being loaded in a trooper and going to prison. It's like, so I will say this much. I was really hoping that this whole prison thing was a flashback. Um, and I don't think that's what it is. I think this is now the way that they keep showing it. It keeps appearing that this is now and not a flashback. Uh, I thought it would be a really cool twist at the end if it was a flashback. But it doesn't appear to be going in that direction Um, because when he's when they start asking him questions about what's going on now, he when we get there, we can talk about that a little bit, how it could be deceiving like it is a flashback still. But we'll see what um, kind of like uh, the sixth sense when you don't realize till the very end that he's dead. So if you didn't see the sixth sense, sorry, I just ruined it for you. (laughs) <laughs> but at the end when when you finally see all the little things that that clue you in that oh yeah maybe he is dead so um but i don't know i i think that I, uh, my prediction and my hope is is going to be foiled on this one but so the first thing he's getting loaded into the troop transport to go to prison um and he keeps saying i'm just a i'm just a tourist and they're like yeah. too bad um <laughs> and so then like the first half of it is <laughs> showing him going to prison and Cyril being in prison um, yeah. because he's at a, he's at his prison job. He, like his job. So then a quick cut to Cyril and his job. And I just love the uh, depth that they show of how big this room is with all of these cubicles. And there's not one sound <laughs> like at least at a call center or something like that. You hear noise because you're hearing people right. talking. This is just absolute silence. And it's yeah. just like, ugh. it's and so miserable. It's so miserable. And he's so miserable. He's wearing the official uniform now. So he's all in gray, which makes him even more miserable. He's got that stupid tie on with the cardigan. And he's just like, I am so much more than this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so I feel bad for him. I want to see where he goes. I hope this, all this, his whole plot is not for a waste. Like, yeah. I hope he just doesn't do one dumb thing at the end, and you're like, that's it. But I know it's going to happen. It's going to be season two, where we actually find out <laughs> what he's going to really do. Doing. Yeah, and yeah. so the whole first season is just going to be him at this jail of a job. And then we get cut back uh, to seeing three Cassians being loaded onto the ship, and they're told to remove their shoes at this time. And that's the last time they wear footwear in the entire episode. Um... So then, that's it. It's just locking it. Lock. They get locked into a transport. The handcuff thing was pretty cool. They turn the uh, electromagnets on, and bam, they were locked in there. Then we go to scene four. Deirdre's, uh has uh, Cyril, Cyril, Cyril. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, uh, Cyril. And Cyril. In a holding room, which now, once again, he's in a different prison now. Like he's in this holding <laughs> room because um, she he has sent too many requests about Andor. I love this yeah. guy. Like I just love his he, his tenacity.
1: He, yep. He knows what he wants to do. He
0: knows what he wants to do. He, she's like you sent five messages. He's like well six. She's like I'm not counting today. <laughs> but it's <laughs> just like like he's that guy. He's he's that yeah. guy that won't stop and they're like Look. And I
1: think this also this scene right here also explained a little bit of the time jump cuz she said mm-hmm. It, you've sent five over the last few months. Yeah. Uh, so it tells us that it's been months since he got that job, which, you know, would lead to it probably had been months that Andor had been on uh, the party planet Yes. That he was on.
0: And it also appears now that oh, even if Andor wasn't out of credits before, because when... When he opened up that box, it didn't appear to be very many credits left inside of that uh, hidden box that he had hidden above the shower. But uh, if he ever gets out again, hopefully that box is still above the shower and it wasn't like a hotel room <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah. But it didn't appear that he had many credits left. And if he did, he doesn't have any credits now because he's in jail. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we do get to see that there was a little bit of a time jump. Um, and... He's he, he's telling her about Andor. She wants to find out about Andor also, but she apparently doesn't want to find out from him. Like they're both searching for the same thing, but yet she's yeah. like, "Leave me alone! Stop it!" Um, so th- her hate for Cyril for wasting their time, and uh, and the other thing that they that is funny is that they don't know that Cassian's already in prison. Like if this yeah if this prison is taking place now. He's already in jail and they're trying to find him to put him in jail but he's already there um, well and that's that's I
1: wonder it, this would be a, a predictable but a big twist is if it was all a plot to get andor into prison under a different name and okay. that would kind of go with with Andor's like hiding in plain sight kind of thing where like he just kind of walks into to the empire and steals stuff. And so, like, if he's in jail under a different name, like, the ISB is going to have a hard time finding him because they're not going to look in their jails. They're not to sure. think to yeah. look
0: there. And, and wow. he's, like you said, he is under a different name, so they're not even going to be... Like, even if they just ran a check of cash and Andor, they're not going to find it, you know? No. They're going to look is, for Grief Karga. Grief Karga, yeah. Um, <laughs> Car- <laughs> Keef Keith Garga. Keef Keith Garga. Keef... Keith- <laughs> Very close to Grief Cargo, um, which is so uh, why? Like could, I, I know they didn't write this the same time they were writing the Mandalorian, so right? Couldn't you come up with a name <laughs> that didn't sound exactly like another character that you had? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: what are you, George R. R. Martin? I you know name?
0: with all the names. Uh, did you know that he has George? Speaking of George, because I do the other podcast about the House of the Dragon, um, right. with and. Uh, <laughs> He has a whole house Tully, which is all star or not Star Wars, all Sesame Street Muppets, names, Muppets Sesame names. Street. Sesame Street, yeah. Yep. Like there's Elmo, <laughs> there's Kermit, Grover, there's yeah. yeah. Uh, which is pretty funny. Um, okay, so then um, Deidre says something to him about, you know, well, you signed the form, and he goes, "I had no choice; I was forced into." So he he had no idea what he signed. Uh, the, that Blevin filled out a report to to basically just blow everything over, just like this is what happened, real general, whatever, boom, boom, boom. Um, So then we had that small confrontation between them. Then we go back to cash and landing at the base, and now they're giving a lot of uh, mixed messages here as they're landing. Like, they, uh, you have all the freedom in the world, except you don't. So here we go. And uh, so that was another, like, real quick scene of him getting onto the base, And the ship flying away and the one person goes, you know, um, take your last breath of fresh air. It'll be the last one we have for a long time. Then we cut back to another scene and Deidre is now talking about all the rebel activity to the rest of the ISP people. Um, They're talking about Axis. They named Luthan Axis due to his centrality of rebel activity. So that's They
1: give the rebels such cool names. They
0: do. Um. Oh, which reminds me, uh Ahsoka. Maybe you know, Ahsoka code name. Do you know what her code name was? I
1: knew you were gonna ask that as soon as you started saying that. Fulcrum. Fulcrum. Yeah. Yes. So See, Nick yeah, was saying. Access and fulcrum. Yes.
0: So I was when they said access, I was like, are they talking about Ahsoka? But then I googled it and uh, Ahsoka was fulcrum, and I was like, darn it. Because um, Nick thinks that we will see a fulcrum uh, sighting at some point during this season, which would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so she wants to set up extra supervision, um, more spying equipment, and things like that um, to find Cash and Andor, because she's determined to find him and to find Luthen Axis, as they call him, yeah. um, in this scene. Um, I think
1: it's. I think it's interesting how ahead of her time Deidre is yes, because at this point the rebels aren't organized. No, um, there is nothing to say that they're organized and, and we see in rebels, they weren't organized really mm-hmm. until kind of the end of, of rebels when they started bringing all the cells together. Yeah. Um, it, it really was a disorganized, but from from Deidre's perspective, it's this organized network of rebel, you know, actors. And so I thought that was really interesting that like, she's kind of, kind of too early a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's, she's putting them together faster than they're trying to put themselves together. Um, which is good if she can figure that out and, and stomp it down early, then the empire will win. But uh, we see where that goes. Um, (laughs) then we're back in the prison and this prison, is aesthetically similar to the dystopian future world seen in THX 1138, which was George Lucas's original movie that he made. Um, The 1971 directorial debut of Star Wars creator George Lucas. So this is like an homage to that. So if you ever watched THX 1138, George Lucas's first movie, um, everything all the walls are white the uniforms yeah. are white it's all very very similar so they, they did the, a great homage to that and also the coloring of the uniforms somebody else pointed out that it was very similar uh, in Rebels There were they went to a different prison in Rebels and there was more orange in the uniforms but it was the same concept of the white and orange uniforms um, so now we see in this scene it's a little bit longer Andor's coming off the ship all the guards are wearing Reebok pump sneakers. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's I, I literally wrote down those are cool shoes.
0: Yeah <laughs> me too. I'm like, I'll buy a pair of those. They, they kind of look like snow boots. They would probably be good for Colorado. Yeah um, they look nice and big uh, nice big thick rubber treads on the bottom of them but they did they were a cool look. I'm sure somebody's gonna come out with them soon. Adidas Pause. always has a has a cool like Star Wars uh, collection of sneakers. I so, was so
1: sad. They sold out of the Rebel Pilot ones. I saw the Rebel Pilot ones get advertised, and I was like, I want to buy those, and they sold out by the time I had clicked on by it. By the time –
0: I hate that. They had a neat yeah. uh, Boba Fett-looking one, too, the green ones. They were green uh, Boba fettish. They were pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, so then um, <laughs> I wrote, welcome to Narkeen 5. Uh, they're treated like cogs in a wheel, not as humans. All the prisoners. The way the prisoners are treated, they're just – Pieces to to make the empire go round, um, yeah. and they talked about the minimal invasion enforcement techniques, which was shocking you to death if you, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, shocking your feet.
0: Yeah. So, um, there when he's first getting checked in, is that this scene or scene nine? Okay, no, that's okay. So, so this is just welcome, uh, and the guy tells him like, you don't have to you don't have to follow our rules, but if you don't want to, bzzz, and then they all, uh, that, that must have been a lot of fun to act that scene as those yeah. actors standing there. He's like, I can just see the director behind the camera going, ready? Everybody act like sh- act shocked in three, two, one, <laughs> go. And they're all like, Ugh! yeah, so it was good. It was A good, uh, good choreography there. All of them did it. I don't know. <sighs> electricity, if you only have one foot on the ground, will the electricity still go up and through your heart? Like, doesn't it need to go <laughs> out somewhere else? So, Well,
1: I mean, it would go out through a different part of your foot, right? It, it doesn't have to... I don't think it has to be, like, two feet. It would just, okay. like, go from your toe to your heel.
0: Okay, because I was thinking, like... I'm trying to figure out how he's going to escape. And I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe he if he figures out that he only can put one foot down and you'll be okay... But it'll still it'll still go in and out of the same foot then, so that won't do the thing. But he's gonna steal yeah. a pair of those Reebok pumps. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, I,
1: I'm sure, yeah, and I, I am almost certain the there were several things that hint that could be foreshadowing that could be used, and and I think they're really smart. I think I think the the folks who are writing this are really smart in that they're dropping really obvious clues to what could be the thing like right we saw um in the attack you know we thought it wasn't going the ship wasn't going to be on the rail because they kind of dropped a pretty strong hint towards that yeah like here in the the prison um there have been a few different things like the the power grid takes 10 cents seconds to reboot or like these electrified floors are are you know gonna i i have a feeling they're going to play some part in the escape but um you know is it going to be that they throw a guard onto them or you know what's that right. look like
0: yeah or um, like the food tube somehow they spray the floor or something like that with the food tube yeah. um i was even just thinking maybe he, like they throw the mattress down on the ground and then they can like jump on all the mattresses or something i don't know there's got to be a way and then even like, um, in uh, in the next scene that they're in, when he's being checked in, there are sneakers in the background, on the wall, mm-hmm. for all the guards. So if he can get to wherever that first check-in room is, where those shoes are, then he'll be able to put on other shoes. So I know that they got to figure out a way to get him a pair of shoes somehow. So that'll be interesting to see how they do that, or. Um, shock the grid so that the the electricity goes off. That would be the other option. Um, and
1: clearly they're understaffed.
0: Yes, yeah, Which we see that we see that in scene in nine. Thing. Yeah, how yeah. they're they're not sure uh, what's going on. So, all right, uh, we'll go back to we we go back to our buddy He's reading the report, uh, and it's missing a lot of info. Um, and then <laughs> Deidre says, "Okay, well, what can you tell me about access?" And he's like, um... He was wearing a coat. She's like, <laughs> and I think it was a gray coat. And I think he had like a green shirt on. And she's like, you're not giving me anything. Like, I need more than this. And she tells him to knock it off. He pleads for one last time telling, saying how good he was at his job. And he's trying to tell her how useful he can be. And I wrote down, she just thinks he's a nut. She's yeah. like, you're one of those conspiracy theorists. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs>
1: Also, I got really strong, like, uh um Dwight from The Office vibes when he was like, I was a good deputy director. <laughs> I, I was very much like assistant to the assistant general manager. I was, I was the best
0: assistant to the assistant regional manager there was. I am that good. I am that. They're like, that's not even a real job. It was for Michael. It was. He made it for me. Did it come with a pay raise? No. Does it mean anything? No. Yes. No. Yeah, I could, he, that's a very good Dwight reference right there. That's awesome. But I did notice at the very end, after she like gives him like this, like, "Just go back if you if you call us or make a flag to this one more time, you're not going to be happy." He smirks, not necessarily at the camera, but as she turns, he gives a little smirk, and the camera picks up on this little smirk. So I'm wondering what that little smirk is. If that's his. I've had enough of your, you guys are idiots. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Or if he's like, you know what? I tried to help you and now I'm going to the other side, but I don't see him going to the other side. I don't either. I,
1: I, so the one thing I will say, and we'll, we'll for sure, for sure get this later. Deidre knows what she's doing really, really well. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, this all was Deidre, like kind of egging him on okay um and like hey she knew that by telling him to stop he wouldn't stop that would just light the fire under him okay and so she's kind of using him to to keep doing the the search
0: i can see that also i can see that because she she's the only one that has a clue what's going on in the in the rebel world So I can see, I can definitely see her doing that to egg him on, 100%. Um, And now we go back to the scene with the shoes uh, and extra shoes at the door. There's a lot of confusion at the door. Um, He wasn't supposed to be brought here yet. Well, he's here now, but I'm supposed to be coming in from floor seven. Well, you've got to take him here first. So you can tell that they're definitely, as you were saying earlier, undermanned. um, And... I think he's watching all that and seeing all that and I think he's going to be able to use that to his advantage in the future. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. I think he's he he's not letting on too much but he's definitely not going to be staying in this prison any longer than he has to. He's going to figure out a way to get out. Um uh, the 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 Directions were stop, go, stop, go. You should be here. Not here. Go over here. Step on this. Now stop. And it's constant, like, um, mixed messages. Move forwards and stop. Turn here and stop. Um, so the guy who's running the floor, um, Kino Low.
1: Oh, yeah. Andy Circus. Yep.
0: Otherwise known as Snoke. Uh, Snoke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was Snoke. Yeah. So it was pretty cool that he was there. Um <laughs> So somebody said, uh, is he do are we gonna find out that maybe this guy is force sensitive <laughs> also since we're using smoke? Yeah, since <laughs> I just think they they just wanted to throw him a bone and be like,, uh, look, we used a CGI of your face before, and so now we're gonna give you like a real acting role. So it was pretty cool that yeah. they that they had him in there. Um, I wonder what they're building, what those things are. And I, I thought
1: maybe they were TIE engines. Like, that kind of looked like it. I, okay. I, that was my, like, best yeah. guess. But, yeah, I am I am curious what it is, too.
0: They almost also look like um, like the power things at the top of electricity poles. Like, oh, if you look all the way up yeah. at the top of the pole, they have the, this transformers. Giant, the transformers, the giant ceramic disks. They kind of look like that, so maybe they were, like, something energy in there as well. I have no idea. They could be, who knows, absolutely nothing that, like, is of any use, but they just wanted to (laughs) show something that they could just keep making over and over again. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because in this scene, we also get to the really strong, like, gamification of this prison. And it it gave me kind of Squid Game vibes. um, Yeah. Where, like, it was like, yeah, we have you here. And, if you if you do well enough you get you get bonuses if you if you don't do well enough you get poni- punished and you know putting Andy Circus in like as a manager position like putting a prison in a prisoner in charge was uh it, it's really interesting and I'm sure there's there's probably some psychological studies out there about places yeah they've done this in the real world yeah but
0: Um, Also, I just checked the chat and uh, Doug Black, our resident fact checker, is watching us live right now. He's a little confused as to how fast Nick's beard grew. Um, (laughs) Doug, that is not Nick. I know you're good friends with him. That is Ryan. Uh, But he said people who are good at their job generally don't have to tell people that they're good at their job. So when Cyril is constantly saying, I am really good at my job. And then he also said... Him going to the Rebels would be the dumbest plot twist of all time. So hopefully that doesn't happen, Doug. I agree with you. It would be pretty stupid for him to go to Rebels um, because he he is trying. (laughs) Doug says, whoa. Um, So, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't go to Rebels because that would be really, really dumb. Um, But, yes. (laughs) Uh, And then, um, oh, one of the guys in the group. Did you notice that the one guy in the group was um, Melshi? uh yes. later sergeant Melshi from Rogue One it was the same guy uh and he's the one who told him basically like how things go and he's like those numbers there they'll keep you as long as they want to they won't keep you for his number was 2183 days or something like that and then when it went 30 shifts ahead it was 2153 days um yeah. but which is which will be interesting if I mean I'm sure we're not going to he's not going to be there for the last 250 days of uh, Kino Lowe's sentencing but if he gets to that last day and the empire says, "Oh no, we extended your time another 200 days." If that would break him and if he would just go berserk or not. Yeah. And that would actually yeah. be a good a good twist although Two hundred days is almost a whole year that he would be in prison, and I can't see Cashin staying in prison for a whole year. That would no. just be a very long, pointless time jump just to make it a twist on the thing that um he would then uh turn on the Empire. The the, the Kino guy would turn on the Empire because his he was all ready to go, and then they go, Oh no, we added another thousand days to your sentence type of thing. Um so
1: after all of their sentences, it already doubled, which we'll yes. get to in a couple scenes. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, so now instead of going back and forth to um, Deidre and Cyril, we now go back and forth now to uh, Mon Mothma's having a party. She has lots As of per parties. Usual. As per usual. She's having another party. Um, so they're drinking drinks that kill animals, uh, which was kind of crazy they're killing the uh gummy worms um
1: (laughs) in in like a champagne looking drink
0: yeah and it was fun they drop it in it goes totally like bubbles up and i'm like all right good thing Mm -hmm. for those those little worms uh and it was interesting symbolism as everybody else is starving they're killing these worms just to put in their drink and it's uh it just shows how the rich don't have any clue how the rest of the world or the rest of the galaxy in this case is, uh, surviving and, and doing, they, they're just, uh, doing their thing and just celebrating and having fun. Uh, then we, we cut away from that and we're in the hallway for cashing, Um, and the prisoners are doing sign language to other prisoners on the other floors, which I found, um, very true. Um,
1: yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool the, the way that they they did that, and it it, it was creative. I mean, good yeah. on the prisoners for getting that going.
0: So, um, there's a prison, I think it's a it's just uh, maybe just a jail in one of the cities near me. Okay, and it's right near an aquarium, and they have concerts down there. It's it Camden, New Jersey is the city. Um, but on the waterfront, they have big, it's a big, uh, uh, uh I can't even think of the words. My mind is going blank. A big arena down there and there's an aquarium right there and all kinds of stuff like that. But when you're leaving the city, you have to drive past the, the jail. It's right next to the courthouse. And the one time we were leaving at nighttime, there's a whole bunch of people lining the street all looking into the small windows in the jail, and they're doing this. They're, they're giving sign language back and forth. They're talking to their friends huh. in the jail via wow. some sort of sign language. Now, I don't know if it's official American sign language or if it's just something that they've created be amongst themselves, but uh, but this is this is what I saw in a real prison, walking past wow. a real prison. So I'm sure somebody... I'm sure it's not the only prison that people do that. Um, yeah. So... The fact that they did it, it's like, you know, art um, copying life. So, yeah, the prisoners were were given sign language back and forth. What they were telling each other, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But you could also, I think this was more just to show how deep the prison went. And you could see all the floors below them and the floors above them. And they even said, like, he was on floor five of seven. And you could see that the other floors were down below them. Um, so it was a neat, a neat scene to show, to show this. Then we're back to the party again and the people are talking about what, what is public order? And then they were saying, uh, poured protects us, but how much is too much? And one person said, is this dangerous times? And it was just interesting how the oblivious of the people living in the skyscrapers who are the, in this city, the wealthiest are at the top the mid-range people like uh, Cyril are, live in the middle. And then the poorest people are down on the ground. They're so high up. Yeah, and the, yeah, they're so high up they have no idea what's going on in real life. They don't know what's going on down on the ground. And they're like, are, are these dangerous times? And it's like it's only it's dangerous to the poor um, because the they, ha- they have no clue what's actually going on because the Empire is not hunting them down they're hunting down the poor um and the people on the ground
1: that that reminded me a lot and and i'm sure this experience was different for you obviously being on the east coast but that conversation reminded me a lot of like the the political discourse just after 9-11 okay um and and like how there was a lot of conversation of like you know, what do we sacrifice for safety? Right? Yeah. And, yep. and that, that was kind of the whole idea of P O R D, which by the way, I wish it would have been PORG.
0: I know. Porg. But <laughs> <laughs> it would have been but so I, much I, better if it was Porg.
1: <laughs> I think that, that that was sort of the same thing of just like, uh, you know, you had some people who were like, you know, these rebels are dangerous. We need to react and react strongly. And some people who are like, yeah, but we're also overreacting and we're actually hurting ourselves.
0: Right. overreacting. Yeah. And you could tell in the group of four people that were talking that two of them felt the empire was doing the right thing. And two of them felt the empire was doing the wrong thing. And they weren't on a full out battle with each other, but they were asking each other, really? Are you sure about that type of type of thing? Yeah. Um, Then we cut back in the, they're, The tube of food, (laughs) I found the tube of food that they were eating. It's just all nutrients. Like All it is is just making sure you have enough calories. There's no taste. Um, He has 2,189 days. That's the exact number. And Doug Black said that the other guy had 249 days left. Uh, And then at this time, all the people are asking him about the P.O.R.D. and that their sentence... um, was doubled doubled because of it and he had no he not that he had no clue but he wasn't letting on that he knew anything um he's like i don't know what you're talking about but it was also his fault that the pord went into effect Um, right because
1: it was a reaction to aldani
0: it was yeah it was a reaction to aldani so it was interesting which is where i think this is the scene that i was like okay it's not a flashback because they're now talking about PORD which is something that just happened. Yeah. Um now we could the find out the only
1: way to make it a pa- a flashback would be like they were talking about Eldani not as like an attack that had happened but as an attack they had heard about getting planned and that PORD was something they heard about like going through the senate but it hadn't passed yet or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be the only way. But I think, I think unfortunately, this scene is the scene that ruined my fun of it being <laughs> a flashback. Uh, I thought I was smarter than everybody else. Uh, and then um, the prisoners got twice the amount of time because of the P.O.R.D. Then the next scene is the people standing at the window of Mon Mothman's house, and they're talking about how beautiful the view is. And when you're up that high, the view is beautiful. No matter where you are, I, I even... Like, I remember when we went to Chicago, we were in the, what was the Sears Tower? I don't know what it's called now, but whatever the old oh, Sears Willis Tower. Tower. Willis Tower. yeah. And we were all, we stood on the glass box where you're mm-hmm. standing out over, and everything looks so peaceful and so quiet. And when you're up <laughs> that high, like, you don't realize that down on the ground, there's, like, people honking horns at each other and giving each other the fingers. They're trying to cross the street yeah. and all that other stuff. Um, but it looks so peaceful from up that high and uh, yeah, I mean it was a great view don't get me wrong I would definitely love to live in that house because the view was amazing um,
1: <laughs> yeah and I think um, the other thing I caught there and I, 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 I'd I, have to go back to confirm this but I'm pretty sure they only show aliens in one scene per party yes. And I'm sure that's that's a budget thing, but, like, there was a lot of aliens suddenly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, like, like they do talk about how the Empire is very racist. They only like humans. They're, the Empire is not a fan of any other alien species other than humans, which is why it's so odd that Thrawn was able to move up in the ranks as high as he was right. because he wasn't a human. Um, but he was able to show his worth to them. But, yeah, so even even this royalty, there's very few uh, aliens in this royalty of, of the Senate people and all that stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Now, I do wish that we could see the E.T. race, yes. or maybe some Gungans show uh-huh. up. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. That was so much fun when, when I remember going to the movies and seeing it, and, and when I saw the movie the second time, like, in between seeing it the first time. And then the second time, um, there was news had gotten out that ET was in it. So then we were like, okay, we're, we're just going just to watch for the Senate scene to see where ET is. <laughs> and when we saw him, we were like ET, we like yelled it in the movie theater ET. And, uh, then we were so happy that we saw it. And we, you know, we, we told the rest of the people in the theater about it too. We were, we were the ones in the know type of thing. So it was pretty fun. Um, then we're back in prison 30 days later. Anders got it all figured out. Uh, he and his team are on the verge of being first. Um, they go through a disinfectant shower. They barely yep. even got wet. Like, uh, that must be some super strong disinfectant because all those guys, their pits have to stink. They don't show them ever, like, cleaning other than just this brief disinfectant. Then they get new clothes, um, and then they're building what looks like um the the power cores, like I said. Um yeah. and Doug Black just said that makes Earth Star Wars Canon. Um uh, oh, if E.
1: T. yeah. Oh yes. if E. T. exists and E. T. went to Earth, it would make Earth part of Star Wars canon. Yes, yes, it would. So that means Bantha milk is in the Star Wars, co- or is in the Star Wars universe. Yes, we are. Uh, there we
0: go. We are confirmed. We're canon. Bantha milk podcast is canon now. <laughs> um, somebody go make a Wikipedia. Or that's something. right. Oh, I just lost something. You still there? Yep, I'm still there. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, that was weird. All right. So then, um, I wrote Sal Pin James. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Scene 16. Oh, we're...
1: I think that might have been the name of the person she was talking to.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, then we, scene 16, now we're on Ferex. We're back on Ferex. Um, we see Cashin's mom's not doing well. She is, uh, she has pains in her knees. We see Bevo or B. Be, what, Emo, B, Be, whatever Beemo. they, Bemo. Yeah. Um, he has two lines in it. Um, and uh, I really like that droid. That droid's a fun droid. I really want to keep seeing him. Um,
1: <laughs> I saw somebody released in the because uh, I'm I'm in like the communities for the uh, for the Disneyland and Disney World droids. Okay. Somebody made a 3D printed conversion kit, so oh, you can cool. convert a uh, one of the R series droids to the okay. uh, BMO.
0: Nice. Nice. And you so I might, so have, to you might have to start building that. You might have to start printing that out. Um, so uh, she's, we find out that she falls. She wanted to see if the tunnel under the hotel is open so that the rebels can sneak in and take them by surprise. So she's like, she's getting old, but she still wants to, now she really wants to fight the Empire. But now she's just so old that people just think that she's just like senile. Um and the, the Brasso is like, what about putting her in the nursing home? Uh, yeah, B2 Emo, uh, Doug said Anders Droid is. That's the, the call sign, B2 E-M-O. Um, so they tried putting him, putting her in a nursing home, and she said she won't go. Uh, no one knows where Cashin is. Um, Bix asks Brasso, he has no clue. Uh, then we see Vale and Cinta are watching him. From a little cubby hole across the way, watching his house, trying to wait for him. Cinta um, says she's going to get a room here, and Vale says, "And what? Wait?" And Cinta's like, "Yes." So Cinta is way more dedicated to the rebel, and she even says it like, "We're just." She basically says, "We're just cogs in the wheel here." Like the the uh, rebellion is is bigger than any one of us. Um right. So this whole episode, like everybody's in some sort of prison. You know, Cashin's literally in prison. Cyril's in his job prison. Um, Deidre's in work prison where she's not getting what she wants. People aren't giving her what she wants. So she's, she's in like a holding cell prison. Um, uh, Cashin's mom is in a prison of her own, of her own head where she's just like, she's now losing her mind. Um, uh What's her name? Cinta is in this prison where she knows that she she's just a small cog in the whole rebellion as a whole. Uh, and then she says, um, Vale says something to her like, uh, "What are you gonna? What's your cover story going to be?" And she said, "Maybe I'm a rich girl running away from my family." And Vale says, "Oh, that's that's too deep even for you." So now we know that Vale has money from somewhere, but she's not happy about what's going on with the Empire also. so
1: I kind of took it as, as yeah, Vale was, was from a rich family, and so it was kind of like she's like, oh, you're using my own story against me. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's, that's the way I took it as well. So, um, And it was kind of like, um, since this way of being like, trying to be a little mean to her so that when she leaves she's not like missing her as much um because they are you know that you see them holding hands but we saw that last week also that they're some sort of a, in some sort of a relationship um so this is kind of like I'm going to be mean to you so that you leave because you don't really want to be here and then this way you can go about your life so right. um i'm sure it's not going to be the end of it all, but um, we'll see that. And then I <laughs> I wrote down here, P.S., I want the hats with the plastic bills. Um, did you, <laughs> like, the whole front half of the hat is plastic and rubber. Like, I want that yeah. hat. I'm sure it's not very comfortable, but I do want that hat. Um, so then, next scene, Clea is receiving a call. Um they're in the shop again, and there's more little things that we can see in his uh, in his museum shop, whatever artifact shop that he has, uh, which is really neat. I love seeing all the little that like this whole room would just be an Easter egg episode all to itself because yeah. there's so many things in here. Um. So she's answering the call because uh, Bix Oh, Bix calls for Axis at the end of the last scene. She goes up and she starts calling for, for Axis. Clea uh, receives the call. He wants to answer, but she does not. He is afraid now because of Andor knows too much, and since they don't know where Andor is, he's afraid. So he's like, it's Bix. She knows where he is. And, and then Clea uh, is like, well, if Bix knows where she is, she wouldn't be calling us asking where's Andor. Uh, and she keeps saying to him that he's slipping, and he's like, I'm not slipping. I've just been hiding too long. Uh, She says there's a lot to do. Then he says, shut it down. So he finally... She says, you have to tell me to shut it down. So then he finally says, all right, shut it down. Um, Yeah,
1: I caught that, and I was wondering if there's like a... Like if they have like a mutual... I guess like a mutual understanding where they, they have to command each other yeah, or else they can't take a, they can't, they won't make a move.
0: Right. And I think that's probably what it is. Like they both have to agree on it for them to, to do something. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then, um, she says, there's a lot to do. He says uh, the ISP, she says the ISP is tracking it. Uh, Vale is leaving. Let me see Vale leaving by herself to go somewhere else and Cinta is still sitting there watching. She's even watching at nighttime. like she is. N- she's not going to take her eyes off of the door to that house at all. I hope she right. uh, finds some time to eat or something like that because <laughs> she is determined to make sure she doesn't miss anything. Um, then the next scene, Axis is flying a ship. He's on the way to somewhere, and he says, take the long route, and we find out that he's going to go see Saul Guerrero, which is very exciting. Um, yeah. Then we're at, that was like a, a fast scene, Another quick cut of, like, the, the ship talking to him. Okay, I'll go the long way. All right, moving <laughs> on. And then it, uh, we're in the prison at nighttime. Uh, one of the prisoners steps onto the floor. He commits uh, suicide. He's like, I've had enough of this. And then you can tell how desensitized all these guys have been to it because the, they just start, who was it? Who did it? And they're like, it's from table three. It was that tall guy from table three. <laughs> they're like, oh, good. Uh, at least it's not somebody from my table where I'm going to get shocked tomorrow because we're a man down. And then the one yeah, person says, was... go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just
1: going to say it was crazy how dehumanizing that prison had become.
0: Yeah. And then the, and then it gets even worse when the one guy goes, now we're going to be smelling him all night. Like yeah. they're not even sad for the guy. They're not even whatever. They're just mad that they're going to have to smell his burnt flesh for the whole night. Now they're like, thanks. Um, then we cut the scene 20 Bix has some calf in her hand and there are troopers in the packs yard. Um, they took packs to the hotel because, because of her transmission guards, see her and shout out her name, Bix Callan. And then, uh, Brasso standing right next to her and Brasso's like run. And I like how he kind of got in the way, but not enough to draw attention to it. But yeah, just
1: enough to, to slow him down.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, he was like, "Oh, oh, am I in your way? I'm sorry, I'll go left. Oh, you're going left. Oh, I'll go right. Oh, you're going right." Like <laughs> it was a fun thing. Um, and I was thinking, and I the first time I saw this town, also, um, it looks a lot to me like Smuggler's Run. Does the uh or or the the whole town of uh Galaxy's oh. Edge?
1: Yeah, Black Spire Outpost. Black
0: Spire Outpost. It looks very similar to Black Spire Outpost. Like, the architecture is very similar. Um,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: And uh, you being there more than I've been there. I was only there once, but you being there so many times, I, I was like, oh. And, it, like, there's one scene where they're running past a bunch of people sitting down at, like, a little cafe. It reminded me of the uh, the shop section in Black Spire Outpost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely like over on that side where it's like the the marketplace area. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I really would have liked it. I think it would have been really cool if they made it Black Spire outpost. Um They got
1: at at, at at some point or another, they have to put that they they have to put that in like a video format, whether it's in Andor, he goes there and he gets a drink from Ogas, or I don't know. It, it just it has to it has to show up somewhere. <laughs> it has
0: to show up somewhere. They they've made reference to it, but even if it's just like a quick scene, they they need to stop to refuel or anything. Just like yeah. <laughs> go there to meet somebody and then move on. But they have to they have to get there at some point in time. Uh, and then this is um, the like pivotal. Scene of this episode Is when Luthan shows up At Saul Guerrero's place um, We do see uh, Two Tubes is standing outside And an X-Wing is on the ground um, yep. Standing guard of the caves um, But Luther And Saul are talking uh, Luther's trying to find out what he knows And he's trying to find out what Luther knows They're both accusing each other of Pulling off the heist He uh, <laughs> He says would I be here in the cold if I had a hundred million credits? And he says, uh, he says, that's exactly what you would say. Um, Doug says they'll use the outpost and Yoda will come out to sell merchandise. He would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, that's exactly what you would say. He goes, yeah, that's what you would say to me if you were the one that stole a hundred million credits. Um, but then they go, well, we can both just agree that it was a masterpiece. Um, yeah. And then, Luthen says that <laughs> that uh, not every operation is as flush as yours. And he says, uh, Anto Crea, uh, I want you to meet him. And then he says he's been probing the Imperial Power Station at Spellhouse. He found a weakness in the defense. And then Sal says, the man is an ox, slow and stupid. Um, and then... <laughs> Sal, Sal doesn't want to put his people at risk working with another small group of rebels, um, which is where, like you were saying earlier, we're still in this time when it's a whole bunch of just individual cells. Um, and, and Sal mentions all of them in this whole next dialogue here. So I'll read the whole thing. He says, Luther wants them to work together. Luther needs to keep hitting the empire for the people to see that they are bad. So Luther's idea is we have to keep attacking the Empire so that the Empire makes tougher and tougher rules on the people so that way the people that the Empire is protecting, in quotes, for those of you listening in your car, get more and more mad, and then more of them want to rebel and stand up and fight against the Empire. So... Yeah.
1: Yeah, Luthan is is trying to prod the Empire into overreacting. That that's his whole idea, and I I think Saw, Saw is more like, no, nah, let's just straight up attack them. Like yeah, no more of this silly like political game. Like yeah, nah, this, let's just take them down.
0: <laughs> let's just take them down. Let's just fight them. Let's just go after them. And Luthen is trying to get to be more strategic about it um also doug black quoted uh space but he said star wars the lunchbox <laughs> star wars the toilet paper star wars the flamethrower
1: super far off aside i i was i play the saints row video games and they okay. just released a new one uh a couple months ago um it's it started off as a knockoff of grand theft auto and then it became a parody of grand theft auto so okay It's kind of a it's a fun game, but uh, there's like a desert area in the map and I was flying around by the desert area today um, and I spotted this big black thing like off in the the distance in the desert. So I flew over to it. It was a giant comb and they had put. (laughs) <laughs> uh, blow up dolls that were dressed up like the troopers from from, from Spaceballs, Spaceballs on that's either funny. side of the. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's an awesome
0: reference. That's an awesome <laughs> reference. I love that. We're combing the desert. Have you found anything? Nope. And then the last, we ain't found crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. That's oh, that movie was a great movie. That was so good. I really wish he would make a sequel. Um, but it was so awesome. All right, back to <laughs> back to the comb in the desert. Um, yeah. He so says, Saul, yeah, Saul. Saul, Saul starts listing all the groups. He says, Cregan is a separatist, Maya Pease a neo-Republican, the Gamorrean front, the partisan alliance, sectorists, human cultists, galaxy partitionists, they're lost. What are you, Luthen? And Luthen says, I've never really known. Or he says, I've never really known what you are, Luthen." And then Luthen answers, I'm a coward. I'm a man who's terrified the Empire's power will grow beyond the point where we can do anything to stop it. I'm the one who says, we'll do with nothing if we don't put aside our petty differences. So this whole dialogue, this monologue was amazing. Um, and Forrest Whitaker was so good in it. Yes. And it it was fun seeing and just the evolution of Sal Guerrera from when we saw him in Clone Wars. To now, and then we see him later on in Rogue One when he has the breathing apparatus because he's such a hardcore um, fighter that he keeps getting into battles and keep getting injured and all that stuff. So you see the demise of Sal Guerrera, um, but his just his whole fact. That- I,
1: I I'm genuinely curious if we have seen. Any character in as many different types of media as we have seen Saga Yeah. Because we saw him, now we've seen him in a live-action show, live-action yep. movie. Yep. Cartoon cartoons. show.
0: Yep, two different cartoons because he was in Rebels uh, and Clone Wars.
1: Exactly. And then also he was in uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, the video game.
0: Okay. And I'm sure he's been in comic books as well. Oh, yeah. Um. And probably, I think it's like probably him and C three PO that we've seen the most of. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we we get this, and then, um, oh, Sal Guerrero says he's the only one with clarity of purpose, and uh, then oh, late Vader isn't as much. Doug says yes, Vader isn't as much.
1: Yeah, and actually, he's in all those same things that saws in.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, then. Uh, Luthen basically he offended him And he said no sale today Good luck with Cregan And he basically like shuns him away And says go away Luthan. Um yeah. But I, you know we're going to see him back again Because he is such a Vital part of the beginning of the Rebellion even though he is an extremist um, But even when We see him in Rogue One He's even more of an extremist at that point in time But I'm sure we'll see him again Um and then scene 22, Bix is in handcuffs being taken to the hotel where Deidre is. We didn't know that Deidre was going to be there until we get into the hotel and Deidre's there. Pax is in there beaten and tortured. Then they put her in the same seat. This is a fun scene because the one uh, a- Imperial soldiers like, should I take him out? And Deidre's like, no. And then when she comes in, when Bix comes in, she's like, why is he still here? Get him out of here. And the, the guard is like, what the? You just told him, like, what's going on? But, it, like, it was a very good tactic on her behalf um, to make it like, oh, he wasn't, you weren't supposed to see him type of a thing. Yeah. Um, and she didn't have or enough time. Or th- behind the curtain. Or, yes, exactly. Um, so then they put her in the same seat and we're like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Um, and then we go back and we just see cash in, working away in the prison work again and he has no clue this whole time that everything else around him is falling apart because he's just stuck in this jail it would have been neat if we would have saw even just as he was like leaving his jail cell like how many days had gone by now like if we yeah. saw his little number was was lower of even if it was only 20 days or whatever it was so that we could see what the timeline timeline was until when Bix got caught and all that stuff. I'm sure it wasn't that many more days. But uh but yeah, so then we just see it at the end where he's just back in jail again and that's how the how the episode ended and it was uh it was an amazing episode. It was a lot of I was going to say a lot of fun. It was a very deep episode because everybody's in their own prison of some sort.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody's locked away in some way. Um I also think this this uh, episode solidified the idea that Deidre could hang out with uh, Thrawn really yes,
0: easily. Yes, I agree 100% with that. I think she and Thrawn would get along very nicely because um, they're both way overthinking everything to the point that you're almost rooting for them. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: so it, it it was a good episode. I, I think this is what we're in for probably for a while, right? Like, I... I I could imagine and i'll put my guess out there right i'll I'll put my bet out there uh the the season finale or the episode before the finale one of the two is going to be the prison break it's going to be um cash and breaking out of prison okay um i think that's our action piece that's our action set piece to to finish uh this season before we jump into uh you know the off time until next season
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to think, like, where is the story going? Like, we know where it goes with Rogue One, but where is it going this season at this point? Everybody wants to find Cashin. He's going to break out again. Is he going to join the Rebellion again? Like, will will Luthan find him before the Empire finds him? Um, will the, he go back he- home again?
1: Yeah, and that's kind of why I wonder if like he was put in jail on purpose by the rebels, right? Whether he knows it or not, maybe maybe it was just Luthen putting him in jail, right? right. Maybe Luthen tipped off the guard or whatever and and put him in jail, but I think I think his time in jail his time in jail is going to push him towards the rebellion and and maybe it's mar I mean the cheesy way that I would hate them to do it is barbar Marva dying and him going, Oh, I gotta do it for my mom. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think, moreover, um, it's, I i think it is, and, and Doug said it in the chat. Uh-huh. Uh, it, this is Andor getting pulled into the Rebels, and I think season one. Maybe is him declaring, you know, I'm a rebel now, right? Or right. A super cheesy line, but yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm a rebel. now. I'm a rebel. I declare myself a rebel. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that's probably. I agree. That's where it's where we're gonna finish this uh, season up with him. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much, what happens with Mon Mothma's character if she gets completely like kicked out of um Coruscant or anything like that or if if she keeps working in the in the background maybe the end of season 2 did we see Mon Mothma in Rogue One yes okay was well, she was already like a part of leading the the rebel alliance at that point in time right she was already like a um Big factor in it, so, yeah.
1: I believe so. I I might be wrong, but I thought I thought the actress.
0: Yeah, I think she was in the actress was in it. So yes, yeah. so so at the end, sometime between that'll probably be like season two, where she gets, um, where she leaves Coruscant altogether and becomes a vital part of the of the rebellion, and they start buying ships and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I, can see this season ending with him declaring that he's a rebel. I declare bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael, you don't have to, ju- you can't just declare bankruptcy. You have to f- fill out all these forms also. So, uh, <laughs> I declare it. so yeah. So, all right. I, uh, I agree with you. Let's see. We, that was episode eight. We have 12. So we have a couple weeks yeah. to go. Um, maybe we'll see Nick before the end of the season. I think that's what we'll declare that at the episode 12 will be the return of Nick. That's, that's there you go. That's my prediction. Um. So, but until then you're doing a great job of filling in and thanks hey, Doug hey. in the chat for joining along with us. Thanks, um. You. I think as long as it's Ryan and I, it'll be nine o'clock every Thursday for the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, um, sorry. Sorry to, to move you late. I know it's, it's late out there where you're at. It's so okay. It's
0: only 1044. It's not too bad. Um, I would be playing Minecraft at this point in time anyway, so at least I'm doing something more productive than just building stuff in Minecraft. Um, and... Or <laughs> He says Andor and Nick's prison break episode twelve. Pretty much yeah, that's it, it, Doug.
1: Everybody was in a prison this week. Even Nick. <laughs> even, Nick. <laughs> even Nick.
0: He was in prison by little Vandy. His little baby girl is uh, oh, putting him in prison. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our show for tonight. Um, it was a good episode. I really like where this is going. I'm excited for it. And until next Thursday, I think that's pretty much it. We have spoken. We have spoken.